ground until he found a clean linen cloth. Then, with a resigned look, he began to polish a section of the bar. After a moment, Bast leaned forward and squinted at some half-seen speck. He scratched at it and frowned at the oily smudge his finger made. He leaned closer, fogged the bar with his breath, and buffed it briskly. Then he paused, exhaled hard against the wood, and wrote an obscene word in the fog. Tossing aside the cloth, Bast made his way through the empty tables and chairs to the wide windows of the inn. He stood there for a long moment, looking at the dirt road running through the center of the town. Bast gave another sigh and began to pace the room. He moved with the casual grace of a dancer and the perfect nonchalance of a cat. But when he ran his hands through his dark hair, the gesture was restless. His blue eyes prowled the room endlessly, as if searching for a way out, as if searching for something he hadn't seen a hundred times before. But there was nothing new. Empty tables and chairs. Empty stools at the bar. Two huge barrels loomed on the counter behind the bar, one for whiskey, one for beer. Between the barrels stood a vast panoply of bottles, all colors and shapes. Above the bottles hung a sword. Bast's eyes fell back onto the bottles. He focused on them for a long, speculative moment, then moved back behind the bar and brought out a heavy clay mug. Drawing a deep breath, he pointed a finger at the first bottle in the bottom row and began to chant as he counted down the line. Maple, maple, catch and carry, ash and ember, elderberry. He finished the chant while pointing at a squat green bottle. He twisted out the cork, took a speculative sip, then made a sour face and shuddered. He quickly set the bottle down and picked up a curving red one instead. He sipped this one as well, rubbed his wet lips together thoughtfully, then nodded and splashed a generous portion into his mug. He pointed at the next bottle and started counting again. Woolen, woman, moon at night, willow, window, candlelight. This time, it was a clear bottle with a pale yellow liquor inside. Bast yanked the cork and added a long pour to the mug without bothering to taste it first. Setting the bottle aside, he picked up the mug and swirled it dramatically before taking a mouthful. He smiled a brilliant smile and flicked the new bottle with his finger, making it chime lightly before he began his sing-song chant again. Barrel, barley, stone and stave, wind and water— a floorboard creaked, and Bast looked up, smiling brightly. Good morning, Reshi. The red-haired innkeeper stood at the bottom of the stairs. He brushed his long-fingered hands over the clean apron and full-length sleeves he wore. Is our guest awake yet? Bast shook his head. Not a rustle or a peep. He's had a hard couple of days, Coate said. It's probably catching up with him. He hesitated, then lifted his head and sniffed. Have you been drinking? The question was more curious than accusatory. No, Bast said. The innkeeper raised an eyebrow. I've been tasting, Bast said, emphasizing the word. Tasting comes before drinking. Ah, the innkeeper said. So you were getting ready to drink then? Tiny gods, yes, Bast said, to great excess. What the hell else is there to do? 
Bast brought his mug up from underneath the bar and looked into it. I was hoping for elderberry, but I got some sort of melon. He swirled the mug speculatively. Plus, something spicy. He took another sip and narrowed his eyes thoughtfully. Cinnamon? He asked, looking at the ranks of bottles. Do we even have any more elderberry? It's in there somewhere, the innkeeper said, not bothering to look at the bottles. Stop a moment and listen, Bast. We need to talk about what you did last night. Bast went very still. What did I do, Reshi? You stopped that creature from the mail, Coat said. Oh! Bast relaxed, making a dismissive gesture. I just slowed it down, Reshi, that's all. Coat shook his head. You realized it wasn't just some madman. You tried to warn us.